When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We've also got Phil and producer Ray Chill. Chilly dog. Hello. Clomp, clomp. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. Oh, chomp, chomp. That's woof, right. Woof. Yeah, we're chomping on the chili dog. Hey, Rach, real quick update from you, uh, which the listeners, of course, on my talk, they we like to feel a familial bond with our listeners. Have you, since we last had you on our show, yelled? No, I haven't. How about at the dog? Like, hey, you little, get back here. Don't do I've, that. I've raised my voice a little bit, so I guess okay. you could say that. But it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about it the other day at Easter. I was talking to my family and all and this must be a guy thing. But all the guys around the table were talking about long drives and how they stay awake during long drives. My brother-in-law said he sticks his head out the window and yells at the top of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I was like, I couldn't do that. I just wouldn't be able to. You would so. sooner just drive off into a ravine than be caught yelling. I, I like to roll the windows down, and I will. Um, I'll roll the windows down, and I'll start slapping my inner thigh, mm. which oh, doesn't feel good. I slap my face. Yes, and then crank the AC too. Yeah, crank the AC, crank the tunes, music up. Yeah, but you need to have yeah, you need to have like yeah, wind air blowing on your face. Not warm air though, because that would put you to sleep. Oh, for sure. That is correct. We used to have a principal who we would always complain, "Why is it so cold in this one room?" And he would say, "You can't sleep when you shiver." Hmm. That's very true. When uh, Colleen and Bradley come in here when we're done, they'll be like, "Oh my God, it's so cold in here!" Like, "Hey, I didn't set the temperature. It was set before I walked in the door. I just leave it because it's good for the equipment and it's good for it's it's good for me. Keeps me alert." Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Honestly, you just keep giving to this show. I know. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. There are givers and takers. You takers know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, what do you think of this new movie coming from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Um, I think it's cool because it's all about the Nike story, apparently set in the 80s. Sounds like the plot, the main plot underpinning is how Nike went about and secured Michael Jordan as one of their athletes to wear the Nike brand, which of course became its own sort of Jordan brand, a subsidiary within it just exploded. The book is interesting. Shoe dog by Phil Knight. I listened to it on audible and it was had, it has a great narrator on it, a really good voice narrator. It was an interesting story all about how they came up. And so I think that's cool. The idea of, uh, and I hope that it means Matt Damon and, Ben Affleck are going to 
be on camera they in are. this? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, because sometimes when they're working on something that's just behind the scenes, a production effort of theirs. But, you know, I, I have a... I like the idea of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck being on screen together again. Me too. So Matt will play Sonny, and Ben is set to direct, which will be the first time he'll direct his BFF. Ben will also play Phil Knight, Nike's co-founder. Doesn't have a name yet. Um, But at the time, you know, they're telling the story. uh, The salesman is Sonny Vaccaro, and then, like I said, Phil Knight, the co-founder, but the at the time nike wasn't very popular it was in third place as far as shoe companies go so it's going to show sunny's relentless efforts to get michael um jordan by contacting his parents and then his coaches his advisors and his friends and interestingly though michael jordan's character will never be seen in Hmm. the film that's interesting this sunny vicaro vicaro guy whoever he i think he had a name too. There was a special that ESPN did on him a while ago because he was integral. He was this major player, as I recall, for getting athletes shoe deals, mega shoe deals. And so, but I guess he started at Nike, but I I, I don't know if he went off and did his own thing or what. But anyway, however that plays out, I'm misremembering some of these things, but... I think the story will prove to be more interesting than you might think, than maybe it sounds on paper. I think it sounds great. Great. I will watch it. I have Wait. some thoughts about it if I can share. Of course. Do, chili dog. I, I find it interesting, and I'm going to, maybe Colleen and Bradley had a little bit of a bad influence on me, but it's interesting sure. the timing of this coming out, because um, I'm assuming it's going to be very uplifting, very like entrepreneur, pro-entrepreneur kind of you know story, but... From recent news, I read a book called um, Win at All Costs, which is about Nike, and it's specifically mm. about the Nike Origin, Oregon Project, where they trained racers, or they trained um, long-distance athletes and, and track athletes, and they were among the, the doping scandal of, like, in the Olympic trials. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Alberto Salazar. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Yes. No. He was a training coach, um, and he he got banned, obviously, from training athletes but he was part of nike and he was a big name in nike and that's like the most recent news about nike i can think of <laughs> so it's it feels like kind of like it, i feel like the colleen and bradley side of me is saying it's more of a cover-up of that well, let me ask you a question hmm. oh i see mm-hmm. how long did you spend over at colleen and bradley because we're gonna have to unbrainwash right now <laughs> donna do you realize this is she's uh, our project now for the rest of this week yeah yeah. Because now she's sniffing out conspiracy theories that didn't even cross our mind. Ulterior motives. We would have just happily moved right now to the Tom Cruise story, but now she's throwing this whole, well, maybe here's why. We have yeah. to we have to win her back. You know, maybe I should move on over to Colleen and Bradley. Hey, yeah, Chili Dog, Chili we need Dog. you right now. Do they give you a nickname? No. Yeah, they probably just called you Rachel. Boring. <laughs> it could just be nonsense, and it could just be a very good movie with with great actors. Well, and it takes a long time to get a movie like this up and running so that it's mm-hmm. not like this has just started to be talked about. It's probably been in the works for years. Mm-hmm. So, coincidence maybe. Yeah. I don't I heard know. Guys. It like a pub movie or pub movie. Pub movie. It's 11 11 11 make a wish. Wonderful. Thank hey, you. quick this Tom Cruise is going all in on oh, Maverick, man. isn't he? He really is. So long story short, Top Gun Maverick is, uh, com- is it out? 
No, no, it comes out uh, May. Soon. Okay, May. so next yeah. month. Okay, <laughs> so apparently there's a video out there showing the insane flight training that Tom Cruise and his co-host had to go through. They really wanted the flight scenes to look authentic. So he paid for all of them to go through flight lessons. They worked with the Navy and they worked with an actual Top Gun school to formulate how to like shoot the scenes uh, practically because if he says, if we're going to do it, we're, we're flying in the F-18s. Crazy. So they had to be real. And so he made the actors, he's also a producer on the film, but he made the actors go through three months of grueling training. Wow. Holy smokes. Look, I have a feeling this movie, he said he was waiting for a sequel for the script to be right. That You know, people always say that. But he also said for the technology to be where he wanted it to be so that they could make it, you know, immersive and over the top and sort of in your face and exhilarating. And so I think just visually, this is going to be a, an experience at the movie theater because it's just his baby that he's been working on for years now. It's been delayed two years due to the pandemic. So I am, I am legit pumped. I should go back and watch Top Gun. I've only seen it once. I should go back and watch it again, just to kind of get the vibes, get the Kenny Loggins running through my veins (laughs) and then, uh, and then go see this. I'm excited for it. I am too. I am too. I, I really am looking forward to watching it. Should we do a group? Like, Should we get you know Rock Lobster would love this if we said hey let's go to the movies some it's for a matinee I'll I go see it. it I'll go see a matinee with you guys really yeah okay I'm all in. right everybody you heard it right can I get a witness everybody heard that right when we return, this thing is on okay we're all gonna right. get into a couple of studies here uh, MIT researchers are studying Oreos we will tell you why and what they found out coming up next on Don and Steve what should I have for lunch next Tuesday. Will there be flying cars in a few years? What if aliens arrive on Earth tomorrow? Um, Steve, Steve, you must learn to live in the present. The Y is offering group classes to help you be more mindful and live in the moment. Joined by April 30th, and enrollment is just 15 bucks with 10% off dues till June. Wait a minute. Isn't that thinking ahead? Oh, cute. Join at ymcanorth.org. Studies have shown that med- studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hi everyone. Hey Stevie. Professor Patterson in the building. Here to talk about a uh, a study involving a food that Donna and I remember we have a lot that isn't in common, <laughs> but we have love of candy. Yes, that we, we do. Like the same kind of candies. And we both, as I recall, think that Oreos are overrated. Garbage. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are a product of marketing. It's not a good cookie. You don't eat it because you're like, yum, look at this is good now. This is different. Yep. MIT. Yep. It's a very hoity-toity school. Didn't you have someone who went there? I think my uncle went to MIT. Well, researchers at MIT. Engineering, right? Yes. You're just saying words. What does it stand for? Massachusetts Institute of Technology. There you go. I think. I don't know. I didn't look that up. It just feels like it fits. Sure. Researchers at MIT have been trying to determine if there's a way that you can twist open an Oreo so that each of the cookie parts have an equal 
spread of cream without it all coming off on one side. Or the cream being split in two half moon shapes on each wafer. Wow, somebody's got too much time on their hands. The MIT researchers called the study, (laughs) this is the part of it that I do like, oreology. And they used 3D printed instruments called oreometers Hmm. that could hold the Oreos and then apply precise varying levels of pressure and torque to carefully open them up. Torque. After an exhaustive process, the researchers at MIT, using their oreometers, and in this in this these oreology research cases, found nothing. Turns what? out there is no secret trick to opening an Oreo perfectly evenly. It will almost always split with more cream on one side, which will make that side the better side, and that's it. So they built these oreometers. They developed oreology, the study of Oreos, and they found nothing. Wow. What a waste of time, huh? (laughs) Right, guys? Am I lying? No, Donna. You're definitely right. (laughs) It's just interesting what they choose to study, isn't it? I, you know, yes. Yes is right. Yes is the answer. But I kind of like it when they do something totally dumb. Because what do I have in common with MIT? Nothing. Nothing at all. But if they mention Oreos, even though I don't like the cookie, I'm at least thinking, okay, you're doing something for the everyman here. I'll That's listen to true. this. That's true. That's true. It's fun. It's water cooler talk. It's, it'll lead to bigger things, bigger studies on other things that matter. Bye. Speaking of things that don't matter, I could really use some Bengay on my neck and shoulders. There, I was vulnerable. Why do you hate how I say that? Because you put the emphasis on the wrong part. It's Ben Gay. It's Ben Gay. Wait, it's Ben Gay. Wait, what am I saying? What did I say? I Uh, really need some Ben Gay. Oh, see, now you've ruined it. I have to say, okay, super califragilistic. I really need some Ben Gay. I need. Does anyone have any Ben Gay? Okay, so I do the emphasis on Ben. You do it on Gay. Yeah. Ben Gay. Ben Gay. Chili dog. Why do you think it's called that? I don't know. Let's I'll look find that out, up. Though. Let's get yeah. MIT on that. Yeah. Hey, Chili Dog, how do you say that? If you need to put that sort of, um, you know, minty cream on a sore muscle, what would you call it? I don't even know what that is. No. Oh, you. Right. What do you mean you don't know what Ben Gay is? I don't know what that is. Oh, Chili Dog! Um, what have you never had a sore muscle? It smells so good. Well, I use Icy Hot. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh. Oh. Well, okay. it must be nice. It's actually a guy's name. Yeah. French guy, Dr. Jules Benguet. And then in 1898, the name Ben-Gue was anglicized and commercialized to Ben-Gay. Later, Ben-Gay, one word. You're welcome. Things that make you go home. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Pfizer, which was later acquired by Johnson & Johnson. Pfizer. There we have Ben-Gay. I found another stupid study that I, I honestly couldn't make sense of this morning. And so I'm going to read it out loud to you, and you tell me if you understand. Okay. There was a recent study that found out it's not your fault if your mother-in-law hates you. Researchers, excuse me, <clears throat> found men and women both tend to have more conflict with their mother-in-law than they do with their own mother. And they think it has something to do with something called a genetic conflict. Yeah, because mom wants to be the only, you know, woman in... Her boy's life. No, this is especially when kids are involved. Basically, we all unconsciously want to protect our core family members. And when you've got kids, you've got kids. Your in-laws are genetically tied to them, too. So you're more likely to clash because of it. They found that spending habits are a big pressure point as well. Women clash with their mother-in-law a little more than men. But they say the average father-in-law clashes with their son-in-law less than they do with their own daughter. I think I understand. I had a mental block earlier. I was reading it and I was thinking, yeah, but isn't the other mother genetically tied as well? But that's what it means. Both people would have the conflict with both of the in-laws. I understand. I'm only human. I do think it's worse for mother-in-laws by far than father-in-laws. Yeah, father-in-laws generally are sort of just in the back, like, okay. Yep. Is there a grandkid around? Could I just sort of talk with them? We're going to play a game. We'd like to talk with you. We need a Gen Xer and a uh, millennial. 651-641-1071. Two of you call right now, and we will play the Millennial X Games all together now. Next. Okay, we're back. This is very exciting. It's the Donna and Steve experience that you're listening to, and we appreciate that. This is my talk, 1071, where talk is fun. It's Wednesday, it's 1130, and that means this. Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve, the Millennial. I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host, DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. <laughs> well, here I am again. <laughs> Back at it again. Hey, Having been introduced as someone else, and now oh, she is here okay. with the uh, reins firmly in her grip. Yep. That, it's been a while since I've done this one, so you guys got to take it easy on me. You're going to do great. This is wonderful. Uh, first and foremost, do we have our uh, millennial lifeline in our Gen X? Or maybe we start with our, I would like to meet my Gen X 
Xer, who will be my lifeline. Who is that? All right. Your Gen Xer is Karen. Karen, how are you? I'm doing great. Oh, my gosh. Karen, we're so sorry about what happened to your name the last couple of years. It seems like people are kind of over it now. They're no longer saying a Karen is a bad person. It feels like Karens are on their way up again. Do you sense that? I hope so. It's been very unfortunate. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, any other name you're thinking. Any other name. Pick any other name. I know. Well, listen, I'm going to dedicate today to you, a lovely Karen, and all of the lovely Karens around the world. I'm going to win this one for you, okay? Great. Oh, geez. Uh, Let's go to Melissa. She is my millennial um, lifeline. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you today? Good. Can I get an age, Melissa? Wow. I am... More so, than my number. I started Same. forgetting after 35, but I am 38. Okay, perfect. This is great. We got this. Pay no mind to Steve. Melissa, we're the same age. We're buddies, too. Okay. So All right. Quit trying to poach my life. Yeah, she's kind of on my team, too. Yeah. All right. Stand by. Uh, we might call on both of you at least one time. Already Only um, one time, actually. Donna, uh, ladies' choice, would you prefer to spin the wheel first, or would you like me to? I would like you to. I'll take last ups. Okay, Chili Dog, I'm going to spin the wheel if you're ready. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The Golden Raspberries gave this man the title of worst actor in the 80s. Some movies he was in during that decade were Nighthawks, soccer movie Escape to Victory, prison action movie Lock Up, and musical comedy film Rhinestone. Name him. Oh, brother. I got this one. You got that one, Donna? I think so. The last clue gave it away. Rhinestone. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to go to Karen because I just am not sure. It seems like an obscure question, and I don't want to burn a lifeline if she's not going to know it. But I don't have a clue. Judd Nelson is the only one I would go to, and... Um, he was Breakfast Club. He was he was Brat Pack. They wouldn't call him one of the worst actors. All right, but his career fizzled out after that. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Karen right out of the the gates. Care Bear, I am calling on you. Do you have any clue who this actor might be? '80s actor. Uh, and Chili Dog, read the name of the, the the movies that he was in again. Yep, some movies that he was in during the '80s were Nighthawks, Escape to Victory. Lock Up, and the musical comedy film Rhinestone. <laughs> any idea, Karen? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's how I... I don't think it. I've seen any of those movies. Just I have heard. We're all rotten tomatoes. heard mm-hmm. of those movies. <sighs> I mean, I hardly have a name that is coming to my mind here. I think Judd Nelson is the only <laughs> name, and I really think it's wrong, but it's the only name that is coming to my mind for this. So what you going with? We'll go. Uh, Come on, no cheating. Come on, Karen. I, <laughs> I have you. no idea. I'm sorry. All right, we're going to go Judd Nelson. Final answer. Good uh, Oh, is it uh, Sly Stallone? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. He yeah, actually okay. sings. In the movie, Rhinestone. Rhinestone. It's not good. Brother. Okay, Karen, don't go anywhere. We could still win this. Donna's going to spin the wheel. Uh, Maybe she'll get a curveball sent her way as well. Go ahead, Donna. Okay. 
pulled something. I need Ben Gay. Okay. Ben Gay. All right. <clears throat> Movies. Okay. You ready? No. Okay. In 2003, it won a special Golden Raspberry Award for worst excuse for an actual movie. <laughs> the movie was Cat in the Hat. Who played the title character? Oh, shoot. It could be Mike Myers or it could be Jim Carrey. I'm going to go Mike Myers final. Oh, no. I can't. I, I mean, yay! Woo! Dang it, man. She got that right away. Yay. That's garbage. I never Sorry, saw I got it. the I wheel just... back in my hand. I'm All in right. no mood. I'm going to spin this thing if you don't mind. Lifestyle. Mm. Doke. At the 1981 Grammy Awards, this 60-year-old comedian won Best Comedy Record for his album named after his catchphrase, No Respect. Name him. <laughs> wow, Rocco's being really nice today. I didn't think the first one was nice. No, that was kind of hard. That is Rodney Dangerfield. Final. Nice! Yeah, Donna, do your Rodney. I get no respect. <laughs> I love it when you do that. <laughs> uh. Oh, God, thank you. I've practiced that all morning. All right, it's one to one, but Donna could go up two to one here, depending on where the wheel lands. Here she goes. Big money, big money. Stand by, Melissa. Music. Oh, no. Definitely stand by, Melissa. It's your favorite Please category. be hip hop. <laughs> all right, at the 2001 Grammys. Both Song of the Year and Record of the Year went to a Rock and, Hall, rock and Roll Hall of Fame quartet for a song off their album, All You Can't Leave Behind. The song features the lyric, Touch me, take me to that other place, teach me love, I know I'm not a helpless case. Name it. Am I naming the song or the group? You're naming the song. Wait. Or no, the group. The, no, gr- the song. And the group, if you want to. Okay. I, I'll give you a point either way. You can, can do either Can you or. just repeat the whole question? Yes. I'm sorry. that I got a little thrown off. This is a kind of wordy one. At the 2001 Grammys, both Song of the Year and Record of the Year went to a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame quartet for a song off their album, All You Can't Leave Behind. The song features the lyric, Touch me, take me to that other place, teach me love, I know I'm not a hopeless case. Name either the song or the artist. Mm, I think he's looking for the artist. I'm trying to figure this I out. I don't really understand. Okay, I really am pretty sure I own this album. All You Can't Leave Behind. They're Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. They're a quartet. All You Can't Leave Behind. Shoot. Touch me. Could it be Green Day? No. Just save that. Red Hot Chili Peppers? Say that. I'm not going to say anything. It could be Fleetwood Mac. Song and record. I'm going to say it is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Final. Now, okay, I want to jump in here real quick. In my head, this is like, touch me, take me to that other place. Who is it? Who's this band? The song is Beautiful Day by U2. U2, U2! yes. Ah! I should have gone to Melissa. Darn it. Yes, all right. It's one to one. Tied going into the final round. Donna still has her lifeline. Okay, so you got... Okay. It's one to one. Okay. And uh, I have no lifeline left, which means I really need to get this. All right, I'm going to spin it. Television. 
Whew, I really spun that wheel. All right, TV, let's do this. All right, Sharon Gless and Tyne Daly played Tyne Daly yep, yep. played New York City police detective partners in what Emmy-winning CBS cop drama that aired for seven seasons? Could you say their names again? Sharon Gless and Tyne Daly. Are these character names or actor names? Actor they names. They are actor names. Read the whole question one more time. <laughs> Sharon Glass and Tyne Daly played New York City police detective partners in which Emmy-winning CBS cop drama that aired for seven seasons? Total, total shot in the dark here. I have no clue. I'm going to go Hill Street Blues final answer. Can I guess? Yeah. Zoot. Cagney and Lacey. Mm, sorry, Steve. All right. That was a toughie. It was a toughie. All right, Donna's got to get this. She's got a lifeline. May as well just bring her lifeline in now. Yeah, come on up, Melissa. Hey, Melly. Um, All right, spin the wheel. Let Melissa spin the wheel. Melissa, could you give this wheel a spin? Ready, Melissa? Oh, I have her down. I'm sorry. Oh, there you are. Spin it again, Melissa. Now we have the wheel back in place. Give it a little oomph. All right, here we go. No. (laughs) That's a good spin. Television. All right. You guys ready for this yes. one? Okay. From 1997 to 2003 on HBO, there was an award-winning prison drama. Rita Moreno was on it. J.K. Simmons, Ernie Hudson, and Dean Winters, the guy who also plays the Allstate commercial character Mayhem. Name the show. Let's talk this out, Melissa. Do you have any ideas? I'm, I'm thinking like, oh gosh, there was a lot of nudity in this. Yeah, I think my fiance watched this. Um, I think this is Oz. Yep, final. Boom. Print. Wow. Yeah. Way to go, Melissa. Woo, Melissa. Yeah, girl. Good job, Melissa. Karen, I let you down. I did this as a mission on behalf of you and all of the other lovely Karens, and I I failed. I'm sorry. No. Oh. Oh, here she comes. Hold sorry, on. Karen, right, we don't. left your mic down just to really rub Karen, in the defeat. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Karen. Okay, Karen. Hey, Karen. Hi. Hi. Sorry you lost. Oh, well, kind of goes with the territory. So. Oh, Karen. Oh, that's, you, that's because of Steve. No, it's not because of me. Oh, no. Karen, you would have gotten Cagney and Lacey, right? Oh, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, oh, why couldn't this be the lifeline? (laughs) Right. Exactly. So sorry. Oh, that's always how it goes. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Melissa, I hope you're happy. You just helped disappoint Karen. Oh, Melissa. All right. Just hang on the line, Melissa. It's Stay okay. There. It's very difficult. It's 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 very tricky to, to navigate through right these. Now. Steve, good game, buddy, boo. Thank you. How about this, Donna? Why don't we do it just considering what's going on right now? we got phones. Uh, after the break, you will have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Minnesota Wild game coming up next week. So you got to stay with us through the break. We'll let you know when to call. Don't call right now. We'll let you know when. Uh, that's coming up next. A big giveaway on my talk. Every Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Where talk is fun, right, Steve? True that, girl. Hey, we're coming up on it too. April 23rd is this Saturday, Donna. That is the day that you can join our lovely Alexis on Team My Talk for Big Climb Minneapolis. This is a stair climb event to benefit the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, All climbers who raise $100 or more in donations will get a free Hey Girl Hey t shirt. 
If you want details on how you can be a part of it and how you can easily raise that money, go to mytalk1071.com. Your keyword when you get there is climb. Love it. So Fun event. Definitely for a very good cause. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, hey, this just in, in case you were wondering, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction fan ballot yes. has topped 5 million votes. And Duran Duran holds a strong lead. In fact, do they have the five? No, they have 864,000 votes, followed by Eminem and then Pat Benatar. Dur up, dur up. Right? We're voting for Duran Duran for many reasons, but their name. Oh, for sure. Which we cannot say without saying dur up. Um, we're, we're hoping good things for them. That's cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we do something nice right now? How about a giveaway? Caller number, Stevie Boy picks it out of thin air, four. Caller number four. Okay. To 651. 641 You will win a pair of tickets to see the Minnesota Wild take on the Arizona Coyotes on Tuesday, April 26th at the X. Again, caller for 651-641-1071. You get those Minnesota Wild tickets uh, for six days from today at the X. Good luck to you. I love it. Saw a little sum-sum in, uh, in the world of streaming. We were talking about Netflix earlier. They lost some subscribers. John Stewart has a show on a streamer, Apple TV Plus, and boy, the New York Post. Rarely do they pull any punches when it comes to writing headlines. John Stewart's new show on Apple TV Plus is reportedly a flop. Oh, no, I did watch an episode. I didn't love it. The problem with John Stewart, that's the name of the show, uh, it launched in September. It seems to be trailing far behind its competitors on broadcast and cable TV, this according to Bloomberg. So here's the deal. The show's first episode was seen by just 180,000 U.S. homes in the first week that it debuted last fall. The number dropped by 78% to just 40,000 homes tuning in for its fifth episode, which just aired in early March. Meanwhile... John Stewart's comic rival, so to speak, former colleague from The Daily Show, John Oliver, he pulled in viewership of 844,000 U.S. homes for a March episode of his HBO show last week, Tonight with John Oliver. Now, so he had 844,000 homes that tuned in. John Oliver did. John Stewart had 40,000. So he's beaten them by 800,000 homes. Part of that has to do with the fact that more people have HBO Max than have Apple TV+. Plus. I'm not looking at research. I'm just sure. saying that that's probably the case. Yeah, I bet you're right. John Stewart even said at the end of his first show, thank you for watching, but my guess is you didn't. He said you're probably just going to look at aggregated clips of it somewhere on YouTube where you pirate Ted Lasso. You don't even know how to get Apple TV, do you? So he addressed that even on air saying, look, this isn't as big of a platform as these others are. Uh, his His show is also really trailing in terms of social media reach as well. The social media audience for Trevor Noah, for instance, is up close to 150 million. Colbert's got over 100 million. Uh, John Oliver looks like he's got maybe around 25 million, and I think John Stewart is around 10 million. But bear in mind, I am looking at that off of a bar graph that does not show specific numbers. So that is me just trying to read the bar graph. That was good that was for my good. brain. That was really good. But... The numbers aren't what he wants them to be. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Apple TV cares, if they just want to keep...
big names on there, and if it, you know, you don't have to have something hit. That's the kind of, kind of the beauty of streaming. It doesn't have to be a mega hit immediately. Broadcasters are always looking at the overnight ratings so that they can specifically tell their advertisers who paid for a commercial last night, here's how many people saw your commercial. Mm-hmm. Streaming is set up differently. They can they can play the long game a little bit more. I would think that they would do more, um, what do you call it, uh, product placement. That type of thing could benefit them a lot more. I mean, it, it, that would certainly bring in money just because of the product placement deal. It has dollars attached to it. But, in you know, if, if you have bad ratings on NBC one night, then you'll have, you know, the big car companies and retailers who are calling you saying, hey, when you sold me this commercial spot, you said this many people were going to watch it, but now only this many people did. That was half as many as you said. It's more cutthroat and pressure-packed, I think, on traditional television, network television, whereas a streamer like Apple could take this and say, hey, we're not getting the viewers we want, but we also know we need to bolster our overall programming lineup. John Stewart cannot, you know, pirate this uh, or, or captain this ship all by himself. We need some other programming, and the more quality programming we bring in around it, the more people that will end up sticking around to see his show as well. Sure. So I'm just sort of putting a positive spin to say, it's not good news. The numbers are the numbers, but the numbers are different. I feel like they are processed and scrutinized differently on a streamer than they would be on traditional television. You are probably right, my friend. Donna, thank and you so thank much. You. Can I tell you about a cute story yes, that I think should spread? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know where this story originates, but okay, wait. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, there's a story about these kids. So teachers got kids in their second grade class in her his or her second grade class to make these. You know how when you go to a pet. The store and you see like a cat and it'll say the cat's name and you get a little history of it. Yeah, They had kids make little crayon pictures to, to hang on like dogs cages oh. explaining oh. who they are. So like one dog's name is Sunday special. So they draw a picture of the dog and then they write, um, hi, my name is Sunday special. If you adopt me, I hope I will brighten your Sundays like the sun. You'll be my Sunday special, and I hope I'll be yours. And apparently they did this little campaign, and it worked. Like, the number of dogs was, like, the highest adoption rate that they had in, like, a month's time. So I just think it's a really cute idea, and we should see more of that. That's cute. Right? Like, if I saw that, that would melt my heart. I'd be like, okay. You should get a second dog, dog. You're right. I should. Why not, right? Honestly. You're right. I'm Are gonna. you being serious? A little. Buddy would like a companion. I know, but then you have to pay for someone to watch your dogs when you go out of town. And it's the whole thing. I know, right? I know that. I know that. You hear what I'm saying? I hear it. But thanks for the suggestion. Absolutely. I'll work on it, okay? Thanks, Donna. If It's got to be the right fit. Chili dog, do you feel emotionally exhausted? You should. (laughs) No, I feel emotionally invigorated. Oh, Oh my gosh. I love it. This is great. This is so wonderful. All right. Uh, Looking at the daily calendar, it looks like we have the Colleen and Bradley show coming in next. And then Lori and Julia set to take 
on the airwaves at 3 o'clock. All right. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 9. Bye.